Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a Triad production. I'm your host, Dr. Graham Taylor. In our show today, we'll be resuming our conversation with my guest, Robin Glenn, CEO and co-founder of Base Education, an online mental health program that uses the SEL model to help children and teens. In our last episode, we identified the common mental health challenges of teens and adolescents and the benefits of social and emotional learning being brought into the season of their lives. We discussed their SEL online training program that assigns meaningful courses for students to take on their own with the goal of both teaching content, but gaining insight into the student's introspection through their surveys. BASE has a learning process that's driven by methodology that both sets their program apart and deepens the learning process. We discussed the baseline assessment that screens students against the national results and how that assessment will guide the program modules that are specific to the student. They also have at-home resources and shared survey information to reinforce these SEL courses for parents and to create more connection between the parents and their children. And finally, we discussed how the base education program can customize data that's informative on various levels of school positions from teacher to principals to counselors to administrators. We're going to resume our talk today by discussing how the base education program can identify silent at-risk students through meaningful pointed questions. We're talking about this social emotional learning and we've got our IQ, we've got our EQ, our, our, our IQ intellectual quotient, basically that's our general intelligence. And that, that, that doesn't change a whole lot. That's kind of genetically set for the most part. We can do a few things to increase a, a few points, but for the most part that's set, our EQ, our social emotional learning, that's something that we can identify and we can grow. It's a skill-driven, practice-driven way of, of expanding one's understanding of themselves, learning to regulate certain areas, learning to connect through attunement and empathy with one another and with oneself. These are very doable things. And I can I can appreciate your passion when you told that very sad story about this young lady, you know, in, in this detention and it doesn't have to happen Uh, and it shouldn't be happening. And what you're saying is we're, we're bridging things that are bridgeable, that are doable, and we're equipping those that need to intervene with this young person to make it successful. So these things don't, don't have to occur in quite this way ever again. And, And we're also, we're also uncovering what I call the silent flyers. And those are the kids who appear to be doing perfectly yes. well. And you'd never know unless you ask these pointed questions. You know, my 14-year-old comes home from school. How was your day? Good. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to share? No. Well, how was, you know, how was your math test? Well, it was okay, but here's an area. Da, 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 because I asked a pointed question. And unless yeah. we're asking those, they're not going to tell us. And we have a responsibility to ask these questions. Right. You're going to be a social emotional learning platform or otherwise known as the point of entry on mental health. Yes. You better be asking those questions and they, they need to be meaningful and we need to be able to hear those answers. I think the the benefit of the pointed questions, I think it, it is beneficial in two ways. One, sometimes young people don't know how to start conversations and you know they may not know how to enter something. So if a pointed question is asked, it allows the parent to say, I'm not just interested in you, but there's an area where I, I know that maybe, you know, we've talked about before that I want to follow up on and see how you're doing. So there's an interest conveyed. There's an area identified. 
And the child has kind of a starting place to kind of launch from. And I think that's really great. So you're, you guys are in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools. You work with parents, guardians. You talk about some of the substance use and misuse. You even have opportunities for professional development as well, don't you? We do. It's really important that educators understand their own. We always say um, base education because students carry so much more than a backpack. Educators carry their own backpack. And until they understand what's in their own backpack, how can they relate in an impartial way to their students and just not without bias, without any prejudgment? You know, I, I had an educator in one of our trainings say to me, do you think it's bad that I don't like all my students? Oh, uh, yeah. And and he felt really badly about that. And other educators were like, how can you say that you don't like all your students? And I was right. like, what's your here? If you like every single one of your students, and let's be honest, without judgment. Yeah. And nobody raised their hand. Nobody likes every single person. That's <laughs> never going to happen. But no. we feel so guilty when it's about our students and sometimes students are just downright nasty to educators, yeah. and it's really hard to maintain those relationships. But yeah. we have to be able to put that aside and be able to help that child grow no matter what. And yeah. so by understanding what's in your own backpack and being able to put it to the side, being able to help that kid no matter what is yeah. super important. But how do they do that? They've never been told or taught how to do that. So they really have to understand where they're coming from and how to talk to these students based on their diverse sets of needs. And, you know, another educator was like, I grew up with nothing and I work in a very privileged district and the problems that some of these kids have seem ridiculous to me. How do you put that aside and say, you know what, their problems are very real to them and we're losing privileged students at even greater rates than non-privileged students due to a a myriad of factors, resilience included. And and how how are you going to help that kid? So put your mask on you, unpack your backpacks and dig in because every student needs your help. I really, you know, this idea that we don't have to like everybody, but they're in teaching probably for a reason. And sometimes that likability or the lack thereof oftentimes comes with just the outer behaviors, but without any inner understanding of that child. And we can hold two things. I can, I don't like my kids sometimes, but I love them. And I'm not going anywhere and they're still important to me, but there's times when they're just kind of a little gnarly or maybe we have a little gnarly interaction, but I still love them. But I, I need to find a way to work through this other part so I can hold both at one time. I may not like them all the time, but I love them. I'm going to stay engaged. Or as a teacher, I'm going to say, this is a, some gnarly interactions. I'm not going to you know, appreciate some of the interactions I have. However, I can get closer and my feelings begin to change a wee bit when I work towards better understanding. And sometimes we put the understanding and the change in their relationship dynamics on the team. And what if we were to say, yeah, they've got a role, but maybe we can help facilitate that role moving a wee bit by getting to know them a wee bit better with some of the things that you're providing that allows that connection to happen a little bit more fluidly and in ways that they may not be able to initiate on their own. Exactly. Their, their frontal lobes aren't even fully developed yet. How are we expecting them to come in in adult ways? You know, we're the adult, we're the frontal lobe. Let us help them yeah. expand those areas. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite stories is about a sophomore that I was working with years ago. And this kid just wanted no part of me. I mean, they were like, I don't need to talk to you. You don't know anything about me. And somewhere along the line, I think it was in maybe the second day that I knew this student, they threw a chair at me. And this student ended up being one of my favorite people of all time, still keep in touch. 
And but you started out not liking the student very much. (laughs) You know, I was afraid of the chair. I'll be honest. You know, I wasn't really ready for that. Um, That kid was in so much pain, and I just represented on the outside. You know, something that's really painful for this kid. And so, I don't expect every teacher to have a chair thrown at them and be like, "It's okay, honey, you're Mm -hmm. fine." But you know, that's an extreme example. But we can all see through the pain a little bit. And be there, like you said, you don't have to like them, but you got to love them. And teachers are, like you said, they're in this this profession for a reason. And they are noble of professionals. I'm I'm up there with you. Yeah, I'm up there with you. A lot is demanded and they're doing some, I think they're up for sainthood, I think is really what the next step is for them because they're doing some right things. Hey, how cool is this next part? BASE is the first online SEL platform that's Castle approved. Help us appreciate the importance of that and describe for us what CASEL approval is. Yeah, yeah. So CASEL is the kind of the governing body that puts the stamp of approval on certain programs and really rigorously researches them for efficacy outcomes and research-based practices. SEL, for better or for worse, as I said before, I think I've now said this maybe three times, has really become popularized. It became a trendy topic. Mm. And fans of pop psychology, corporate Mm. coaching, or even in some cases, accountants have found a place to invest their time in SEL. So many people have a different idea on what SEL is. And this opens up mental health to a slurry of various interpretations and more importantly, to varying levels of quality content for students and educators. So there needs to be a governing body to read Mm -hmm. through the programs and ensure that students are in safe hands. Castle does that. Castle has become kind of that governing body that can hash out and kind of tease out what's real, what's effective, and what's not. Mm. And so we had to go through quite a process to become Castle approved. We had three failed studies prior to our approval. And it's really hard to do studies in education. To ask a teacher to spend more time than they already do outside of their pay grade to give you data And to be consistent with it is really, really hard. And so teachers were very remorseful and just said, I'm so sorry. Like, I I don't think we can stick with this. This is too much. And so after numerous failed studies for either that reason or because students couldn't get enough students, we finally had a a great study done by, it was a randomized controlled third-party study that really found that base was clinically sound. Okay. And the, the the overarching message was that more base is better. Minimum of 20 minutes per module is where we really started to see the lift in students' levels of engagement and their levels of just kind of getting into that state of flow mm-hmm. and really getting into it. And so that was just incredible. We were just absolutely thrilled with our outcomes. Yeah, we're really proud of that. And, you know, it's the research is never done. It's, you know, publish or perish. So mm-hmm. we continue going, but it's really exciting. And it's also good to know that Castle's there to kind yes. of safeguard what's going into our schools. Well, congratulations on that. Say, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. You know, a lot of people say, you know, they're, they follow the Castle frameworks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone can put that on their website. And I caution people who are making decisions about SEL to really make sure that what they're doing is Castle approved because... This is students' mental health. I I can't really think of many more things that are more important than that. There's none. We're only going to be as successful as our mental health is sound, period. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Behavioral and mental health professionals provide critical support to our communities in a time when our communities need it more than ever. But they need support too, to continue their education, to connect with colleagues, 
and to advance their career. And so we've launched Triad, the hub for behavioral and mental health professionals. At Triad, you'll find education, community, and career resources for both current and aspiring behavioral and mental health professionals, all curated specifically for you and all for free. Visit us at hellotriad.com BHT to register for your free professional account. Again, that's hellotriad.com BHT. Come join the community today. So just highlighting again, you guys are the first online SEL platform that is Castle approved. And that's pretty exciting. It's, 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 you know, it's one thing to have a good program, but we got to ask, you know, is, is, is the medicine working? You know, what are the stats and research on this? And some of the stats you guys have, it's pretty exciting. 94% of teachers saw an overall improvement in academics as well as classroom behavior. And 82% of the students shared that they were able to talk about things with their counselors that they couldn't talk about before they went through the base program. That is incredible. It's huge. Yeah. On our go live date, we tested at, at a residential treatment facility because I wanted to know, number one, will we have do any harm to kids? Will we see any regression? Most, well, after safety, will kids even like this? Mm. And if the kids didn't like it, these were the kids that were going to be honest. So what we found in that moment was that students connected in a way that we hadn't even envisioned. Huh. We couldn't even imagine that they were going to feel heard and want to be a part of this. And so it was just, it's really exciting that these statistics have continued to, to carry on and be consistent over the years that we're really, really fortunate. Well, that's another piece of this. You can have the best program and you can know that it works, but if it's not engaging and they don't participate, then, you right. know. Give us a story that you're thinking about, maybe even just a kind of a personal testament that you know about when they engage in this way with a program, the way you've organized it. Tell us a story about someone who's gone through this and and come out the other side in a noteworthy way. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two. So first is on our go live date. And this was like eight years ago, mind you. So yeah. it's, it's been a while, but this story just stuck with me. A student had just met with their therapist. And the therapist dropped the student off in the classroom. And I asked the student, I said, can you please try this program? Let me know what you think. Your feedback is invaluable. If you don't like it, you get to just beat it up all over the place. And that's so helpful for me. Right. So student sat down and she was like, I don't want to do this. This looks stupid. You know, she hadn't even opened it up yet. And I was right. like, well, just if you're willing to give it a chance, that would be wonderful. Right. Yeah. So she sat there, she kind of pushed her, her keyboard back and just kind of crossed her arms and was in no mood to do it. And I went over to her and I was like, what? Feel free to say anything that you want. Go for it. And so she opened it up. She kind of sunk down into her chair. She started typing. And about 10 minutes later, she's crying. So in real time, I was looking on the back end of what she was writing. And she wrote, my mom thinks I'm stupid. My mom doesn't believe in me. And she thinks I'm a failure. Why do I even try? Yep. And then she said, I'm tired of trying. I don't want to try anymore. I give up. And so her content was sent to her therapist. And therapist was like, we've been working together for over a month. And she's never shared any of these things with me. Are right. you kidding me? Right. So then the therapist was able to go to her. And rather than say, you know, why haven't you said any of these things? or You've been so closed off. Instead, the therapist was like, wow, this is really brave of you. 
to yes. even share this information. And I'm so proud of you for saying in your words how you're feeling. And now I can help you. This is amazing. Would you like the help? And the student was just in tears. That's so good, Robin. It's amazing, right? Yeah, that's so good. And one thing I want to say is that the students are aware of the fact that people are reading their content on the yes. back end. I think that's a really big thing to note. They have to take a welcome course, which has the terms of confidentiality good. and the disclosure statement, telling them who's reading it, why they're reading it, and when confidentiality can be broken, under what terms. And they have to agree to it before any of the modules even unlock. So I just want to make that clear that students aren't being spied on or doing sure. anything, you know, that's kind of under the radar. You um, know, just, just, a, just a quick note about that too. That, that, that student was a potential suicide risk. She becomes she, hopeless. She becomes despairing. She becomes, I don't want to try anymore. I, I can't do this anymore. There's, a, there's some early warning signs there. And if that's not being discussed in therapy, these things get acted out before they even come to a conversational level. So that's a pretty cool feature too. Well, obviously you are a clinician because you were right. That student actually had a plan. Oh man, come on now. Yeah, so that suicide was thwarted. Oh my goodness. Over the moon, yeah. So your really your, your earlier story about this teen that was in the detention all by herself goes home and hangs herself, which is even hard to say. This student was going down that same path. Mm-hmm. And our go live date, that was just, I mean, it was incredible. And then another story in one of our districts, this is in our earlier days as well, the student was taking an anger management module. And the question the student was asked was, what is your definition of anger management? And the student said, taking deep breaths and counting to 10. I also count ceiling tiles in the room. And that helps me calm down. That was the student's submitted answer. What the student wrote and then deleted was my idea of anger management is counting to 10 and then also bringing a weapon to school and threatening to kill everyone in their families. Yeah. So that was seen by administrators on the back end. They then asked the student about his response. Yes. And the student said, I hate this school. Everyone so mean to me. I wish everyone was dead. And so the the school pressed it further and did a beautiful job with investigation. Kid had a shooter plan, had a weapon, and the kid's guardians had no idea. So the kid said that he had a plan that he was going to bring a gun to school and just was so tired of being picked on. You know what I like about this too? This student knows ahead of time that people are going to be reading these things. And so there's no... There's no someone spying on me feature to this. This child, this young person, writes this, then deletes it. They wanted someone to know, but they didn't know how to put words to it. And so they have this medium through your platform that allows them to say something. Even though they take it away, it's still there. But they want someone to know, and people want people to come alongside them during times of pain, even though they don't know how to bring people alongside them or say these things. And so... (laughs) Suicide, homicide. Here, here's the other side of this. It thwarts this. I mean, and, and we're, we're talking about all the other good things that can happen when students go through these programs, you know, not always suicidal, not always homicidal. But these are some extreme cases where you're thwarting something here in a really beneficial way for these students and those around them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I interviewed a, a classroom full of kids and said, you know, I asked them, why do you respond the way you do? Why do you tell your truth to this program? I don't <laughs> right. understand. Right. Like, I don't think I would. Yeah. And uh, and the resounding response was, we just want to be heard. That's it. 
Isn't that great? And you, so you give them this portal to being heard, heard and seen, two, two, two of our most important core needs. Yeah. And someone to be non-judgmental when they come alongside us, when they see us and hear us, yeah. and just work to understand rather than make it right or wrong or to judge it. So what a great way to do it. Hey, we're going to be kind of winding down here, but I would love our listeners to have some access to you and hear about some resources for based education. How can they get in touch with you and learn more? Yeah. So you can email us at info at base.education. There's no .com. It's just base.education. So okay. Info at base.education. Or go to our website, www.space.education. Excellent. We're there. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, you know, I know it's not always easy for kids to identify the emotional component of their lives, but in my mind, as we're talking about today, it's what makes or breaks our success in life. And we're only as good as our emotional intelligence, as our mental health, as you're describing. I love your program. Because you guys have done all the heavy lifting by creating this model and methodology and an online delivery system that tackles some of the mental health topics that are commonly tough to discuss. And you give students a vehicle, as we're talking about, to connect with their emotions. And you guys provide the insight to both students and adults that help them respond better to each other. And I, I think this is terrific. Really well done on what you've created, Robin. Thank you so much. It is absolutely a privilege. And I also have to give a shout out to my team. Nice. You know, you're only as good as the people that want to join your mission. And we kind of have the dream team. And it is a privilege to walk beside them every day. And it's a privilege to be in the schools and be trusted every day. So thank you. What a great workplace to come into. Well, hey, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been great to have you as a guest. Thank you so much for having me. Also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining Robin and me today. It's always great to have you with us. Regarding our episode today, I want to remind you that it and its resources and all of our other episodes can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com slash BHT. So check out our webpage, triadhq.com slash BHT, and explore our archive of podcasts and other resource materials. Thanks again for being with us on the show, and we'll look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavior Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community, and if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.